Today on the Topic Show, Bud Light Super Bowl Get Ready Tweet is mostly ratioed and roasted. Vivek on Ukraine funding goes viral. Trump says to forgive Bud Light. Sony buys about half of Michael Jackson's catalog. Rivian stock is downgraded and the Nissan Leaf is being recalled. All of that and much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today because I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT-layer business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that button. I would greatly appreciate it, as well as sharing it with your friends. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have Sony to buy about half of Michael Jackson's catalog for $600 million, which is a pretty penny to say the least. Well, probably I should clarify a vintage pretty penny, which is actually worth quite a bit. Ironically enough, it's worth more in melted down copper than actual U.S. currency, which is basically worthless since the government caused inflation. Fun fact, old pennies are worth around eh, seven to nine cents in raw material, whereas modern pennies, are, they're just made in 99.99% zinc. Also known as garbage, and they're just copper-plated. So just a little, one little scratch will show you the true value or the true material of the penny, which is worthless. But nevertheless, now, specifically, it's a Sony Music Group. They're paying, again, about $600 million. That includes publishing rights and master recordings. This is according to Bill uh, Billboard. This is cited with anonymous sources. The sub would make the deal the largest ever transaction for an artist's music, topping the $550 million paid to Bruce Springsteen in 2021, and put the catalog's total value at greater than $1.2 billion, also a record. Now, granted, Michael Jackson passed away in 2009, but his estate still earns about $75 million yearly from his assets, which obviously include all the royalties for all the hits that he's produced throughout the years. Now, also, they noted that they make a fair amount of deal with their merchandise, so think of tchotchkes. I can only imagine people still buy Michael Jackson suits and top hats. Well, granted. As you and I know, every man should always suit up. So perhaps a Michael Jackson suit wouldn't be too bad of a fun thing to have for Halloween, perhaps. Now, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Sony's catalog is already so large, and that's really the bane of the streaming wars existence is who owns the intellectual property of all the music that we hear. There's around three to four companies that realistically own a vast majority of the most famous artists' catalogs. So people think Spotify is doing great. Well, they are, but a lot of the money that you spend on Spotify immediately goes to places like Sony and Warner, where they've been building out those catalogs for decades. So that's why streaming is such a precarious situation because most of the profit is going to the owners of the actual intellectual property. Now, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there's any real reason Sony would, this wouldn't go through all the way. Again, it's tied anonymous sources, so... They say it's the largest ever transaction, which, again, he was the king of pop. He's one of the most viral musicians ever made. I mean, to this day, everyone still knows Thriller. It's one of the most famous albums in history. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Sony has any long-term ideas on how to further get a better ROI out of that. Because, again, currently it's earning around $75 million a year. And they're paying $600 million. And they don't want to wait just 10 years to get a break-even ROI or, you know, a little bit yeah, with inflation, that might even be a break even if they do nothing. Just sit back and do nothing. Now, let me know in the comments. Do you think they have a bigger plan to do with his intellectual property? Do you think they'll maybe try to come out with 
I don't know, some additional merchandise to try to boost the sales and revenue. It'd be interesting to see where they go from here, but as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have Rivian stock is downgraded, which is not great to say the least for this automotive manufacturer. Now, simply put, when a stock is downgraded, it's usually by investment bankers, as well as the traditional large banks. It's really just a simple way to tell investors, hey, we think this is a good stock to buy, you know, AKA it's known as a buy. It's a neutral as in, you know, don't buy it, don't sell it. Basically hold on to it if you have it, don't invest if you're thinking about to. And then worst of all, you have to sell, which that means sell, get rid of that stock because we think that stock's gonna go even, things are gonna get a lot, lot worse before they get better. Now this comes with us thanks to Market Watch, which I was gonna say A plus for a company or website name, you know exactly what they're doing. They are quite literally watching the market. Now, before we dive into the article, just gonna do a long, oh, moderate long-term, kind of zoom out on this performance of Rivian. And again, there are a lot of bad things on the horizon. So they're five, oh geez Louise. Again, hindsight's already always 2020 when it comes to investments. And personally, I'd say the best investment, the best gamble is gamble on yourself, start a business, take some classes, learn new trade. But that's why I'm always especially precarious and concerned. That's why I always tell people, be careful the stock market is glorified gambling in many ways. Now, the past five-year trend, and again, currently by the time this video is rendered and put online, the price will be different, but the current trade price is $16.33 per share. In the past five years, which I'm trying to see when their IPO was, because they were founded in 2009, five-year trend for their stock is down 87.43%, which is also known as terrible. Oh my gosh, so 87.43% down. Now, in the past year, they're down 13.69%. Year to date, granted, it's only been about two months, but year to date, it's down 22%. Now, past six months, it's down 24%. Past months, down around 10%. So they're not doing great. And friendly reminder, in Q4, one of the reasons that the stock dipped was because they had to go out and raise some extra funds. So I forget the actual legal technical term or financial term, but they raised money in a way in which they will eventually, they got a couple billion dollars in additional cash from the cash reserves. And eventually that person who gave the money, they're actually gonna convert into stock. So you're gonna increase the volume of the stock of the publicly traded company. And I can't think of it off time where it wouldn't, but it decreased the price, which is why when that news broke out, again, it was not doing great. And they are, there's, there's many reasons why it continue to drop down. now. Gotta give them credit. Most of these uh, EV manufacturers, they're going out of business. They, it's very rare to actually bring a product from, let alone just a thought, to actual prototype. That's a huge achievement. And then to actually get to production, that's astronomically, I mean, the odds of that are just so infinitesimally small, especially for automotive. It's one of the most expensive, upfront cost complex things people buy, purchase, manufacture. I mean, Lordstown was supposed to be a great you know, EV truck company. They are no longer in existence. Now, Rivian, they've gotten to that point. They got real trucks on the road. They kind of look weird, but again, a couple of people appreciate them. They were one of the first to markets for an EV pickup truck, which someone says is a, was not ironic, but someone would say it's kind of an oxymoron in terms of you want a truck to tow, but you're getting an EV where towing will thereby deplenish the batteries astronomically. But nevertheless, a lot of people do appreciate it. And truth be told, how many trucks really haul anything? probably in the single digit percentage if I were to venture to guess. Now, going over to the market watch, one of the biggest issues they say are a lot of the decreasing of the EV adoption rates, especially in the United States, less and less people are starting to purchase them. 
as well as they're starting to talk about an EV freeze as a, as they're trying to project the new year. And they're just wondering, eh, how many people are really going to buy this? Now, it looks like Levy downgraded, Rivi, downgraded rather Rivian stock to an equal to equal weight from overweight on Monday. No to clients while cutting its target price to $16 from $25. So this investment bank, they used to say, oh yeah, we think it's worth about $25. Now they're saying it's worth about $16. So they're saying it's trading about what it's worth, which again, is not great. Now, it looks like at the breaking of this news helped the company stock to drop down a couple of points. And let's see here. Trying to find that exact quote he said. Oh yeah, he said, quote, the EV winter appears to be taking a toll, unquote. And Rivian can't escape the broader pressures, even though it serves a much more niche than rivals and as passionate base of fans, unquote. Yeah, but those passionate base of fans already have one, and the average American will hold their vehicle, I want to say it's about 12 years is the average age of, or that's the average age of a vehicle on the roads in the United States. The Americans will usually keep it, I want to say about seven to eight years. So it's a very long sales cycle for these fans to buy another one. Unless, again, they're just ridiculously extravagant or they've done really well in life and they can afford to buy the Rivian truck as well as the SUV. So again, we're seeing a lot of the de a lot of decrease in demand for EVs. And again, it'll be interesting to see what does this year do to them? Because again, there's unprecedented amount of economic and political uncertainty that's causing a myriad of ripple effects, including businesses not just decreasing their spend, but also decreasing their headcount, increasing the layoffs. So not great times for selling luxury products, including electric vehicles, which again, right now is just a strictly a luxury product. So it'll be interesting to see. Let me know, would you ever buy a Rivian? I mean, the interest rates are also high. That's also not helping the automotive market. But as always, be fascinated here, what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light Super Bowl get ready tweet is mostly ratioed and mocked. Now, granted, this big sports balls event of the year was over the weekend earlier this week, but Bud Light, like their marketing department, they're a little bit slow. And most of their tweets are getting ratioed. Now, this is from a couple of days ago. So it's had time to brew for the statistics, pun moderately intended. Now, the text before this, and I'm trying to look at the actual. Oh, when you actually, no, no, it actually is a video. Some of them are actually having errors where they, they would upload a video that's on a loop with no sound, which I suppose gets your attention because you think the product is broken. Spoil it. Well, you could debate in and of itself that the Bud Light product in and of itself is broken, but I thought that the, the X Twitter video might be broken. It wasn't that. They legitimately uploaded a video that was like 14 seconds long. It just repeat the same two seconds and there's no sound and they thought that'd be a good idea although i guess you could argue we're talking about it and there's no such thing as bad advertising someone said or bad marketing which hilariously enough i think bud light has thoroughly proved that is not always the case case another pod moderately intended now getting back to their actual tweet this comes again uh, again this comes specifically and again i'm not a doctor by any means However, I have a theory. The more people that like and subscribe to the channel, the better my speaking has gotten out. Some, my bit, I may admit actually, there's only been a modicum of improvement since I launched the channel. However, the more subscribers we've gotten, the better I've gotten. Believe it or not, look at the first couple of videos and while you might find it comical in comparison, I think there's a modicum of improvement. So 
If you could click that subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate it, as well as to share it with a friend, or even an enemy. It might be a great way to annoy him, too. Now, again, going to my attempt at the speak, or the little quote from Bud Light, Bud Light again says, quote, while T. Kelsey and G. Kittle 46 get ready for the big game, the Bud Light genie's getting ready to send you and a friend to celebrate with the winners at the parade and go down to Super Bowl celebration in Super Bowl celebration history. Chat with the Bud Light genie for a chance to win. And then it gives you a URL, budlight.com slash genie. I don't want to say grammar's important, uh, quote. They forgot a period at the end of that. Granted, that's not the grace of all offenses for Bud Light. There's a whole dictionary length of material by now. And they, I guess they did, they actually properly tagged the people associated with the campaign. Now, granted, they're also giving, was it Taylor Kelsey? Whatever that guy's name is. They're paying him unfathomable amount of money. One would think they'd be able to properly tag him all the time. Yeah, it's about a 50-50 hit rate in that regard. So they did actually associate it with his ex-Twitter profile. And G. Kittle, which... I thought that might have been the Skittles candy going to his profile. It looks like he's actually a Hawkeye alumni, so go Hawks. And he is a San Francisco 49er, 49ers. Though he looks like he lives in Nashville. And then he's got 364 or 61K followers. So it looks like he is legitimate when he won the gentleman in the sports balls game, I guess. So I guess he's on the San Francisco 49ers. Though, interestingly enough, his profile picture is him with a bear. I don't think he's Russian. Well, I didn't think. Eh, interesting. Now, going to this video, thankfully it's only about 19 seconds long. So it's not too long. It has, I don't know, as the youth might say, cheesy, pompous, bombastic. He's wearing a sweater that looks like he's like a high-end fashion model in some European country like Paris. Needless to say, he did not... Suit up, as all men obviously should by default. And without further ado, I can't tell who the... It'd be nice if they put name tags on all these... I don't say pseudo-celebrities. I have no idea. Maybe he's a comedian. But we'll play it right now. Well, when you thought we were done... Okay, so it's pictures of sports balls. It says, no matter who wins Super Bowl... 58? 48? And there's pictures of inebriated people holding a can of Bud Light, which, granted, I don't know how many sober people are holding a Bud Light ever. So there's a gentleman holding the product, and the product is perfectly facing the camera. So at least they did that right. More people holding beer. Someone holding the Bud Light bottle, <laughs> which is just a picture of someone holding the bottle. The person, their face wasn't being shown. But it is the Bud Light bottle. Hilariously enough, the bottle is not open. So... It is safer than if it was... I, heaven forbid, if you're... This looks like to be in a parade or some type of social event. If the cap was off of the Bud Light bottle, imagine... I can't imagine. What if they accidentally... Some bumped into him at this parade and some spilled out and actually got into someone's lips. Now, the, granted, that's so abhorrent, I dare not think of it myself too much. But thankfully, it is properly sealed in this advertisement for the product that they... Allegedly, they want you to consume. You and a friend, they tell you on screen, you and Fred could celebrate the champion with the champions at the parade. You're welcome, America. What? And the genie, which again, he doesn't look like a genie, he looks like a fashion 
I, I looked I earned uh, looked up on the urban dictionary or the youth maybe the millennial dictionary or the Gen Z dictionary. I believe they would call him a douche is what the term I believe is associated with this gentleman who apparently is the Bud Light genie and he just says you're welcome. So what is this? You're welcome, America. You're welcome. And then it's Bud Light hashtag easy wishes, which I guess for some Americans that could be something you wish for. Become go hang out with a celebrity or a sports ball celebrity and become inebriated by drinking Bud Light. But ironically, you probably forget about it because you'd be blackout drunk. I, I've never met anyone who like sips Bud Light at a high-end dinner or an event where you want to keep you the memories. It's usually the ones you want to erase. So a lot of sports, maybe that's what they're going for. And they, I can't imagine. A, some people might wish for that, I suppose. And interestingly enough, this did get 104 likes, which, again, for a multi-billion dollar company, that's still pretty pathetic to say the least. I mean, not to brag, but last month I did get 13 likes on a video. Though, you know me, I'm all about quality over quantity, the exact opposite methodology on how they brew and sell Bud Light, which is much more of a volume product versus a value product. And they did get 7,951 views. Which again, for a multi-billion dollar company, which is, and they even have a couple, what are these gentlemen? They have the sports ball celebrities in here. They have the, they have the genie talking at the bar, which how unrealistic or sad this is. Every single beer in the bar is Bud Light, which again, it's a commercial. I understand that, but I can't imagine how disappointing that would be if you went to a, a bar in your local establishment and every single bottle was Bud Light. That, that sounds like a, like a dystopian hell or perhaps a terrible purgatory? That I mean, that'd be a great torture for now, like someone who has modicum of taste buds. Imagine if they're banished to a bar that only has Bud Light. What kind of nightmare scenario that would be? That oh, I, that that surely would shudder. Oh, that, that, too scared to comprehend. Let's not go down that road. And I said, I mean, it doesn't really inspire me to drink the product. A few things would at this point, but they're saying, oh yeah, you should. Let's see. Chat with the Bud Light Genie for a chance to win. If you click that, what is this? What's, what happens if we click that URL? If we click that URL, that takes us to the Instagram account of Bud Light. No, it's so it looks like you could chat with the Bud Light Genie on Instagram. What if I just say hi? Oh. Their AI, their AI is slow. They responded with a picture of Bud Light in the fridge that says no longer available. What if I just ask him, is Bud Light good? We'll test the truth of the AI machine that is most likely behind this or someone outsourced. He says, I asked him, is Bud Light good? And the response was, let's go Chiefs. You ready to celebrate with Travis, no, Taylor Kelsey, Travis Kelsey? At the Super Bowl or what? What if I ask him, what is the Super Bowl? Okay, what, but this is the Bud Light Genie. He's supposed to know all and grant wishes. What is a Tyler or Travis? Kelsey, which I thought was a woman. I, Kelsey, I mean, actually enough, I did some research. It is a man. Well, some would say because of how much he sells out and his actions, he's not much of a man, but an alleged man. So let me ask him, what is a Travis Tyler Kelsey? Does the Bud Light Genie know? So I asked him, I'm asking the Bud Light Genie right now on Instagram, which interestingly enough has no association with the, no association at all with Graham Crackers. What a lost business opportunity there. I think it's dead. We killed the Bud Light Genie folks. 
it's no longer responding. The response, it, it attempted to respond, and it just said no longer available. I'm gonna ask him, what is no longer available? Last question. What is no longer available? And again, I know this is probably programmed just to give you the simplest of all the answers. Or ask him, well, I'll ask him, do you grant wishes? Will the genie respond or did we kill it? Did we kill the, the genie worse than Bud Light kills sales of their own product? Give it five more seconds to see if the Bud Light genie responds to us. Although perhaps it is appropriate that they have a canned response. Pun intended, obviously. Well, it looks like that we killed the Bud Light genie, folks. I'm sorry. It could only respond with a gif of the Bud Light bottle shaking in the fridge. And then they said, let's go Chiefs. Hmm. Disappointing to say the least. But let's go in the comments. Perhaps this is such an inspirational, brilliant piece of marketing that everyone wants to give them accolades. And they're going out there buying the product right now. I mean, statistically speaking, no, their sales have been down about 30% week over week since the bid Bud Light tobacco or Bud Light business blunder of the century. Hilariously, they hired Del Mulvaney April 1st, or the, it was posted April 1st, 2023, paying Del Mulvaney $185,000 for a couple of pictures and a video to be a spokesman for the product. Let's go in the comments. Let's see. First comment comes from Stevie Ray, and Stevie says, quote, just apologize. I think that is the biggest thing. You guys haven't apologized to your consumers. What an apology, an apology would go a long way, unquote. They got 11 likes, which is hilarious. The very first response is saying, you know, basically, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> All right, go down a little bit more. Someone by the name of the Ringmaster says, quote, Bud Light is the science we can't question, is a science we must trust. Do you have a comment? Is a picture of Freedom Tunes, and that got three likes. And that is a Freedom Tunes character, a comical little animation series founded by Shaman. Oh, what is his last name? He lives me at the moment. He's very much active on Timcast IRL. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. What is it? Seamus. Oh, his last name eludes me, but his name is Seamus, and he's a great animator. animator. Really hilarious. I got three likes. Let's see here. Popsicle says, quote, what if people aren't necessarily boycotting anymore, but they just realize how terrible Bud Light actually is, unquote. That got 12 likes, which is quite popular to say at least. Now you have about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 responses that are from unverified accounts that simply say hashtag easy wishes, hashtag sweepstakes. So they hope to win this experience with a sports balls, professional sports balls player and drink Bud Light. No one liked those responses. Not even myself. No one did. Barty W says, quote, I'm a man. Do I need to wear a dress to enter the competition? Unquote. And I got five likes. Oh, well, no. You don't, I don't think you would have to, but they would probably give you an award if you did. Didn't. Let's see here. Going down more and more. Let's see. Heaven's Devil says, quote, It gave me an Uber Eats code that said was already used. Thanks anyway, Genie. Unquote. Getting two likes. So they couldn't even do their own promo right. Mark said, we don't all use IG, unquote, getting one like, which is probably a reference to Instagram. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't know how wise it is to actually have some, again, that's actually a good point. You're forcing the consumer to migrate to a different social media platform, which I would argue is cumbersome, annoying. And I, again, they're paying to be on X Twitter. They have like a professional profile, so they're paying marketing dollars to be on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. 
and yet they're pushing them over to Instagram. And again, like this person says, not everyone has an Instagram. So that's a good point as well. So you're making the advertising a little cumbersome because you're moving platforms entirely. Interesting. David Manigold says, quote, Dill Mulvaney is sitting in the Bud Light suite with Taylor Swift, unquote, getting four likes. Adam says, quote, so pathetic. Just imagine if a friend treated you like this and then tried to just move on like nothing happened. Sorry, Bud Light, it doesn't work that way. You have to apologize if you want to stand a chance of coming back, unquote, getting three likes. Chopsticks, which, as I say, A plus for marketing, their profile picture is, in fact, of chopsticks, though, unless it's some type of bastardized Disney or cursed chopsticks, I don't think they can actually type on their own. So we'll say, an alleged chopsticks says, quote, nope, we still need an apology. No, she liked for me. Until then, unquote, gained five likes. Art Vandelay, which PhD gets hilarious A plus for marketing, is quite picture a literally a, a pic. The profile picture is quite literally one of George Costanza's uh, from Seinfeld. He says, quote, make a Super Bowl commercial where you come out and apologize for all the gay shit you did, and I'll buy Bud Light again, unquote. They got 11 likes, which I believe is the most popular response. You have JXR2 respond with a gif of a, we call it a drag queen. That got three likes. Neil Carter says, quote, I guess you're going with a genie because the fairy didn't work. Ooh, I got five likes. Hop said, quote, I wish it was real beer, unquote, getting three likes. Pierre for PM says, quote, tranny food, unquote, getting six likes. Let's see here. Count Swagulous says, quote, no one wants to get tranny germs from your mediocre beer. Disavow partnering with Dylan and apologize for calling us, quote, fratty and out of touch, unquote, getting five likes. Which, yes, the VP of marketing, Alyssa Hydershall, she will be, she should be in every business book on the planet going forth when it comes to marketing and the importance of knowing your customer base and not pissing him off. She quite literally called the brand fratty and out of touch. She insulted her customer base and hilariously and ironically, a picture of her, um, Alyssa Hydershall, was released or leaked, someone actually made a post on social media, and is a picture of Lisa Hydershild in college drinking beer from a prophylactic. Which, cover your ears if you are children listening, that's a very fancy word for a condom. So she is quite literally everything. She is her own audience. The hypocrisy is hilarious. Now, let's see here. A couple, many more. A lot of them say they have the, it went viral a couple weeks ago, but they keep picture or posting the picture of a can of Bud Light on Facebook Marketplace, and the text is pre-gay Bud Light, and someone's trying to sell that for $46, apparently. Uh, those are getting one or zero likes in terms of a couple people are posting the same thing. Then, of course, we have the big disclaimer saying, quote, show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. Well, of course, let's see the bonus material. If we click that button, what's there? Oh, a couple that got some likes. Let's see. Greg Williams says, quote, not interested in tranny light. Bud light must be completely destroyed. Unquote, getting five likes. Pierre for PM responded with amalgamation of photos, including, I don't know if this one, is, this one isn't necessarily pejorative. It's quite literally just a picture of Dylan Mulvaney holding the Bud light can with a smile as awkward as Ron DeSantis or arguably my own. And this is the picture in which Dylan Mulvaney was dressed up as a caricature of Audrey Hepburn or using the same costume or what do you call it? A tire apparel clothing. You also had a bunch of they have Jim Carrey on a can. And he had Bud Light training fluid Photoshop. So that was a label. They got three likes. Oh, this guy's active. These are all a lot of these are him. So it's the same guy. He does a picture of 
the but a man dressed as a, a man dressed you might this I was gonna say this whole segment of the show probably isn't child appropriate so if you have children in time to listen cover ears or, uh, what is a picture of a man dressed dressed in a dress bending over to pick up a Bud Light that got four likes Pierre from PM did a Photoshop of PBR or Paps Blue Ribbon is has a picture of Riley Gaines on it and the the text is Riley Gaines all guts no nuts a lot of pictures of Bud Light saying with the Photoshop bundle of sticks like saying to chop off your private part it was getting three to five likes let me see here Carl Thomas says quote it figures a genie who thought this was a good idea uncle getting three likes and actually if we go back so those are all the ones that were sensitive what if we go to the little disclaimer we find the ones that Bud Light themselves hid click that magical button for the hidden responses we have a picture of Alyssa Hireschild standing above the grave. I forget what the who actually was the origin of this, but it was the issue with some frat boy standing over a grave doing a peace sign, and they photoshopped Alyssa Hireschild's face over her, and it says Anheuser Busch 1876 to 2023. They got two likes. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was a that was the SNSB the top one that was hidden. So again, was this really compelling? Did this really inspire you to go out and buy any Bud Light? Or attempt to drink it? Not really. And again, all the responses that got likes, they're all, I mean, they're all from people who are saying bad things about Bud Light. And even more interesting, I mean, I can't but notice an overwhelming majority of the people who want free stuff are not from, there's one. That's from an authorized account or a verified account. So again, I and again, if we were to dive into those accounts, we've done it before on the show. More often than not, there are people who just want free stuff from any company on the planet. They seem to, I can't tell if they just made, there's gotta be some type of software where they just set it up and it just scrolls the internet and the next Twitter to find sweepstakes and just automatically enters them. Or perhaps their life is just so, they have so much time in their life that they just enter every single possible sweepstakes, which is not out of the realm of possibility, but... I can't help but think, spending all this money, even on the most important sports balls game of the year, and yet all the social media is still getting roasted pretty heavily, I can't help but think, probably not going to increase their sales anytime soon. But let me know in the comments. As always, be fascinated here, what you have to say. Now going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek going viral again for critiquing Ukraine's funding. Now this comes to Vivek's specific ex-Twitter profile. And he is responding to a post from David Sachs. Now, David Sachs is talking about how you have a $61 billion funding bill for Ukraine. And Vivek responds and said, quote, anyone who plans to, quote, vote for more Ukraine funding should join us tonight and make it make the best case for it. Make clear what exactly the next $61 billion will do that the first $100 billion didn't. We need more open dialogue outside our echo chambers, and we will do it in a civil manner, unquote. Oh, he also added an American, American flag emoji. And he was doing a little shout out to a little virtual room that they were hosting earlier. And as youth might say, this went viral to say the least. So statistics I actually wrote down a little bit earlier, even though it did happen a couple days ago. It got right under 12 million views in 12 hours. Just pretty impressive to say the least. It also got 17,000 likes. So not the most like ratio for Vivek, though still a high volume to say the least. Now not to brag, but I did get 12 likes on a video last week it was pretty as youth might say dope or cool that's probably still in maybe probably 
maybe not. Now, again, that is important to note. There have been some of the most corrupt countries in history. If you look at even CNN, like every news company who was in agreement prior to Russia conflict that Ukraine is extremely corrupt, the money just kind of vanishes, and the U.S. is sending them a lot of money, and we are, and with basically no strings attached, very little accountability, and it's been disappearing. I mean, who would have thought it's been disappearing yet again? Now, we are also sending them aid in terms of military hardware materials, military support with training, and allegedly on the ground, as well as medical devices and physical aids in that regard. So it is not just cash, but it is also materials, including our ammo, that many resources are going around the world to that country, including our tax dollars. Now, let's go in the comments and see what are people talking about. Paul Zuzupa says, quote, anyone who plans to vote for more Ukrainian funding isn't for America. Most Americans polled don't want to fund this war, and it seems an odd choice for any politician to continue to try to fund it, especially when our border is invaded by many thousands of illegals daily, unquote. I got 721 likes, which is ironic. So many people, the same people who really hate having a border for the United States want to support Ukraine for the issue with their border. Interesting lack of consistency, to say the least. We also have Luke Zaliski, who is not the top comment, but I follow him just to get some extra data. I want to find out. I think my life is more interesting when you're not in an echo chamber. So I, like, I try to read comments from people on the left, people on the right, people in the middle. Make it a little more interesting. And he is, politically speaking, very much far left. Now, he says, quote, out of an echo chambers, this is you talking to the same people who always talk to each other on Elon's right-wing Petri dish of cat turds, unquote. Now, mentally vacuous. Yeah, I'd say so. And that did only get 29 likes, but 29 people did agree with that statement. Now, I don't know what he means by echo chamber since there's the Twitter spaces. Again, it's my anecdotal experience. A lot of the groups are pretty diverse. Now, granted, if you name a group, let's say you want to talk about civil rights, or no, that's, that's universal. If you want to talk about something like the border, the Second Amendment, or I mean, let's say government's funding for food stamps, you'll get the people most likely to agree with the main topic, usually, but there are a fair amount of people in the middle and then a couple of contrarians like to show up as well. So again, anecdotally speaking, I've had pretty good experiences with Twitter X spaces and get pretty good diverse of thought. So that's just my experience though. Your experience may very well vary. Going down to other comments, you have Cat Dirt saying, quote, none of the Uniparty war pigs will be there. They'll sell us in the middle out in the middle of the night, unquote, getting 1.7 thousand likes. The Hunker says, quote, cover up. And it's a picture of Zelensky, which again, pathetic. He, if you give someone over a hundred billion dollars and he came and suit up like every man should, and let's be honest, this guy's not on the front line. He just wears the same sweater every single time. I can't tell if it's, I, I mean, this is not a fashion show, obviously, but I'd give him an F minus for fashion to say the least. Now. It looks like, like, and again, this is a picture of Zelensky holding a microphone and the text says, quote, I told Biden that if he didn't give me another billion dollars that I would expose his corruption. Well, son of a bitch, I'm quoting 501 likes. Let's see here. Righteous Crusader says, quote, I would like to know why Senate Democrats continually block any amendments that, re that require an inspector general and oversight of the billions to go to Ukraine. I'm quoting, it got 120 likes, which... Yeah, that's a good question. What's wrong with that accountability if you're giving someone billions upon billions upon billions of dollars? It'd be interesting to see, yeah, where's that money going, by the way? It'd be kind of nice to know. Maybe we're just, maybe we're just, that's just asking too much. Let's see here. 
Sassafras84 says, quote, just found it to bookmark it. I would like to hear the reasoning from the other side. What is the end game, the goal? America cannot afford to keep funding Ukraine. We have our own mess in our own backyard that the Biden administration refuses to protect and clean up. I'm quoting 205 likes, which, yeah, no one's actually, there's not a lot of quantifiable goals or conditions or anything being given. It's just kind of throwing more and more billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars at them. Interesting. Let's see here. Gunther Eagleman says, quote, hashtag Don J. Bacon doesn't have the nutsack to come on. I'm quoting 307 likes. Valentina Gomez says, quote, American tax dollars should go to America, not any other country. I'm quoting 531 likes. Let's see here. Oh, geez, Louise, a little. I was going to say, I, I thought there was less ads when you, uh, let's see here. Yeah, what the heck? Maybe you get to pay for the super premium XY Banana Falcon level of X Twitter membership because I pay for the verified. I forget what level I paid for. But yeah, I still see the ads every once in a while. Nevertheless, let's see here. I do want to throw more comments. Banger42 says, quote, these are all traders who are funding the deep state through money laundering. Time to remove them once for all. I'm quoting 53 likes. Rob Noblet says, quote, so far, 137 billion to Ukraine. A Senate pushing a bill to send another 60 billion for the potential total of almost 200 billion the entire marine corps budget people housing vehicles aircraft supplies fuel is 40 billion 5x the marine corps budget u.s debt equals 34 trillion and going up unquote i got 31 likes it would be nice if the u.s government had a modicum of intelligence when it comes to balancing a budget but democrats and republicans have yet to come to that conclusion or you know stop bleeding money so that we are just further and further and further and further, further in debt Scrolling down a little bit more. Let's see. So Mr. Gandhi, parody account, it's not the real Gandhi, says, quote, President Trump confirms exactly what we've all been thinking. And Trump said, quote, I think Barack Obama has a lot to do with running the country right now. And we can't let that happen. I'm quoting 91 likes. So again, it'll be interesting to see, because, I mean, Anecdotally speaking, and again, most of the opinions we're seeing are more left side of the political aisle, or take that, wait, reverse it. A lot of people are saying, you know, why do we keep sending them billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars when we can't even protect our own border, yet alone fix our own infrastructure or do a lot? And yet, even if consumer sentiment or people, you know, citizen sentiment and supporters is dwindling to support Ukraine, does it really matter in terms of the government's just going to do what they want? They have been. Now, obviously, I highly recommend if you don't agree with what your local politician is doing, primary them, vote them out, get someone else to do a better job. And yet, the government, they just keep sending more and more money. So, again, unless there's political ramifications and people start calling out, hey, politician X, Y, and Z from my district, I notice that I'm going to either primary you, primary you myself, I'm going to run against you, I'm going to fund your competition. Unless that happens, I don't see them ever changing their behavior. So, it'll be interesting to see, but I can't but think, and pro probably just going to probably give them more money. But as I always say, time shall tell. <laughs> Apologies. Now going over, let me see here. Other interesting political news, you have Trump saying to forgive Bud Light. Now this comes to us thanks to Citizens Free Press, who is someone who consistently reposts the things that Trump posts on Truth Social and he says, quote, President Trump now new statement on Bud Light. And this is, 
quite lengthy of a quote, but as youth might say, a couple weeks ago it did go viral, to say the least. It got 1.3 million views, but only 1.3 thousand likes, also known as getting ratioed or nothing. So I suspect the cons most consumers will not start to again support Bud Light, even though Trump is saying you should. Now, what Trump said specifically is, quote, the Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions and for that a long big price was paid. But Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company, but I can give you pl plenty that are and building a list and might just release it for the world to see. Why not? The radical left does it viciously to run well conservative companies and people. Very nasty, but that's the way they play the game. On the other hand, Anheuser-Busch spends $700 million a year on our great farmers employ 65,000 Americans, of which 1,500 are veterans, and is a founding corporate partner of Folds of Honor, which provides scholarships for, for families of fallen servicemen and women. They raised over $300 million and given 44,000 scholarships. And Harrison Bush is a great American brand, American brand that perhaps deserves a second chance. What do you think? Perhaps instead we should be going after those companies that are looking to destroy America, unquote. That last part was all caps. You know, I probably should have attempted his... Maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I will attempt his dialect or... Let's see here. We should go... Perhaps we should... In, perhaps instead we should be going after those other companies that are looking to destroy America. Unquote. Perhaps not the worst you ever heard. But hopefully it made you at least smile and laugh a little bit. Now, interestingly enough, he says... Anheuser-Busch is an American company, which, kind of debatable, how do you define an American company? That's a debate in and of itself. A lot of people say Toyota is un-American because they're headquartered in Japan. I would argue their U.S. headquarters is based in Texas, one of the best countries on the planet. Haha, that was not really a joke. A lot of people consider Texas a country because it's so awesome and independent. Some people do call it a state, but nevertheless, they're headquartered in Texas. They manufacture many of the vehicles in the United States. They employ hundreds of thousands of Americans in the United States. So, would you consider Toyota an American company? That's a good debate to be had. I would argue that's pretty American. They have, a, they have a business operations here. They have employees here. They build products here. But, some people might debate, no, they are globally headquartered in another country. Some of the profits go over there, obviously. And a lot of majority, of, a great vast amount of the research and development is also in the global parent company with the U.S. headquarters being a little, an, entity of it, an ent entity of them. Now, the same thing could be also said for Anheuser-Busch. They used to be 100% made in America, you know, based down here. Well, subsequently, they were actually purchased out by InBev. Now, now everyone knows about InBev. They're now known as Anheuser-Busch InBev, publicly traded as a company as such, and their global headquarters is in Belgium, which, incidentally enough, they don't just make great wall, well, good waffles and great rifles and pistols. I was going to say, certainly not sponsored by FN Herstal, but not a fan, to say the least. So, that's interesting. Now, they say, that's actually something I wouldn't brag about in terms of the percentage of veterans. He's saying they employ 65,000 Americans. Now, only 1,500 are veterans? So, sorry, they employ 65,000 Americans, 1,500 are veterans. Which, again, is still great that they're giving them jobs and employing them. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't brag about that percentage point. Now, Let's go ahead and bust out the good old-fashioned calculator because Lord knows public schools, they are teaching many things, very little of which are actually academic-based and these test scores support my theory of them doing a worse, worse job over time. You know, we pay them more and more and more, the teachers. But another topic for another time perhaps, but 
And they employ 1,500 veterans, but their total employment is around 65,000. We're going to take 1,500 divided by 65,000. That gives us 0 0.02307. Now, we're going to multiply that and turn it into a percentage. Do that right there. That means 2.0769 of the people employed at Anderson Bush are veterans. Now, if you feel so inclined, we could also round up a little bit. We'll just say 2.3% of the people who work there are veterans, which again, is better than zero and it's great that they employ them. But that is such a small percentage, I wouldn't necessarily brag about. Now, Black Rifle Coffee, I believe it's well over 50%. It's also veteran-based, veteran-founded. I mean, that company, I feel is a lot more authentic in terms of bragging about people who have veteran experience working at the company. I mean, in this case, that's really not that big. Now, they say, they spend $700 million a year on farmers. Well, that's not that unique in and of itself because every food company does that. Every beverage company does that. Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, some of the largest companies on the planet, they, and shoot, they're buying a lot of corn from the Midwest, thanks to corn subsidies as well. But mm, they have a lot of high fructose corn syrup. That's a huge part of Iowa. I mean, it's a huge part of Illinois. I mean, they also do that. Now, I guess it is, let's see, they are the founding corporate partner of Folds of Honor. When I say corporate partner, that also means they just put a lot of money, which again, that's good. And they've raised 300,000, sorry, 30 million dollars. And that's good, don't get me wrong. But I don't think the points that he's trying to articulate are very compelling because again, they are a global company, a global brand. A lot of people will argue to the death that they're really a Belgian company now. Now, they still have a US headquarters, it's not their global headquarters, and they still employ a lot of Americans. A lot of companies do. So even though Trump is saying this, and we're hearing more and more celebrities, or as youth might say, influencers, bring up these points, I'm again, there's not a lot of compelling reasons, and they are starting to sponsor more conservative folks, and including comedians. So Bud Light, again, they're putting money in the UFC. They are starting to sponsor them, and again, that's good. You want them to sponsor things you like. So if you, maybe this is enough of a compelling reason for people to reignite their purchase of the product. But again, if I was, you know, Bud Lights or realistically, if I was Brendan Whitworth, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, Bush, well, I, would, I was going to say, it'd be, I do a lot of things differently, but I would probably focus on different things and probably also include an apology because that's what everyone is asking for. And yeah, your sales are going to go down if you do that. You will be boycotted by people who are far left. However, I think if you look at the percentage of where your sales come from, now, granted, demographics, and I forget what the youth call it, the um, sexual, that's a fancier word for sexual orientation, sexual preferences, those are shifting in the United States. There's a complex question of itself of why that is. But again, if you look at the trends in the United States, maybe long-term, that would hurt Bud Light. As, again, look at where they're putting money. Bud Light also is part of the LGBT community. They sponsor the pregnancy. They have been for decades. And to me, that's not the big controversy or point of controversy. To me, I think the Dill Mulvaney business blunder of the year was because Dill Mulvaney's average audience was 15 years old. Again, in the United States, children cannot buy alcohol products. So didn't really make a lot of sense to pay someone $185,000 when their person's audience is a child. So I know a lot of people who, again, anecdotally, that's, you know, I'm not doing surveys on this topic yet, but that was a big point of contention. That's why they're so viscerally disgusted by Bud Light. But let's go in the comments. Maybe everyone overwhelmingly agrees with the Donald in the comments. I mean, I suspect it might be 50-50, but let's dive and find out. Red Wave Press, 
who nearly gets an A plus for marketing, nearly. Their profile picture is in fact of a red wave, though it would probably be even, <coughs> excuse me, even more compelling if the wave was actually crashing onto a vintage printing press. Now, granted, I'm perhaps the only person to observe that because details matter and they're fascinating, but nevertheless, red wave press is quote, I completely disagree. Bud Light needs to issue an apology before we ever start to consider buying their beer again. Follow if you agree, and that got 249 likes. Which, again, we're seeing the same thing when we're talking about Bud Light more and more. An overwhelming feedback that we're seeing, again, this is, and not every person agrees with this, is what we're seeing on social media. You can make an argument that people on social media are inherently going to be more bombastic or more, maybe more vocal, well, obviously vocal about their opinions and not represent the greater sample size. But again, we're working with the data we have. Now, Intelligent Thoughts says, quote, they haven't apologized yet, so nope, I'm quoting 506 likes, which is quite a few to say the least. Now, Allison Tuscan says, quote, Anheuser-Busch needs to issue a public apology before anyone will hear them, unquote. They got 487 likes. And again, the same point. Joe says, quote, I'd rather support an American company like Gangling, unquote, 361 likes, which, personally, I like to support family-owned businesses. Granted, I'm also biased owning a business myself, but this is one of those things where I think you always get a lot of the best support, a lot of the best products, and they're more invested in you when you're working the family-owned business. And Yaling is not only the only the oldest brewery in the United States, fast enough, they're the they're still family-owned, which pretty much breaks every statistic in terms of you look at the number of companies that either go out of business or they're sold off to private equity, they're sold off overwhelmingly majority of the time, the company is no longer associated with the family. I mean, pretty much darn near every product you own, see, or know about, it, it was founded by a family, and maybe it'll stay the first generation, maybe. But second or third, it, the odds just go down dramatically. Some of the very few exceptions, if you think of big global brands, would be Ford Motor Company, which the family still owns the majority of the voting stock. That's how they control the company to this day, even though they have another series of stock that's publicly traded. But you also have the Walmart family, which has, again, a big stake of the company, and up to the Zippo Lighters as well. I mean, a lot of the products are no longer family-owned. So that is a good point. If you believe in local, you know, supporting family-owned business, Yaling, that's a great that's a great product. Granted, I'm not a spokesperson by any means, but when my IT company hosts events where we have to write our own beverages, when I'm swiping the corporate card, I choose Yaling, partially because they're family-owned. Now, ironically, again, I'm not a beer connoisseur by any means. Truth be told, if the occasion call for, calls for it, I might have a spirits, but I would not even know about Yangling with the exception of the Bud Light boycott. That's how it was brought, that's how it was brought to my attention. So not only is Bud Light, their business one of the year, hurting their own sales, but it helped the other sales of the competitors exponentially. It wasn't just direct correlation, like Bud Light lost 5% and the competition went up by 5%. It's actually more, which is fascinating to see in and of itself. So a little rant on the Yangling beer, if I might not even be pronouncing that properly, truth be told. We'll do one or two more comments here. Michael Duffy says, quote, with all due respect, President Trump, let the consumer decide, unquote, getting 117 likes, which I don't think he's actually forcing people to buy a product or anything. He's just getting in those two cents. Yeah, I guess he is encouraging people to buy it. Now, I don't know if this is real. It is a verified account. It's Bilbo Baggins, which if you, I was going to say, if you don't know who J.R. or Token, you turn, off, turn this off right now, go read, go read or watch the films. It is probably the most brilliant authors in history. Now, Bilbo Baggins says, quote, meh, my personal boycott will continue as well that of the others. Love they, love they guy, but contrary to MSM popular belief, we are not NPCs that will forgive the degradation of society because of a Trump post getting 350 likes. 
Grammar be damned, still got that 350 likes. The Last Don says, quote, Terrible Take, AB is a 100% woke company, unquote, gained 101 likes. Let's see. I'm trying to see. No thanks. A lot of people saying no thanks, gained between 20 to 50 likes. A couple of people specifically, again, like I said earlier, they're specifically calling it out. So 1970 Jets fan says, quote, The problem is not that they are not an American company any longer. InBev is a Belgian company, unquote. They got 42 likes. So, so this might be perhaps one of the most unpopular things Trump has ever posted. Well, granted, this is reposted on X Twitter. It was on his Truth Social first. But yeah, overwhelming majority of comments are saying Belgian-based, we need an apology. I think those are the two biggest trends you're seeing right now in the comment section. And again, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what does Bud Light do at the end of the day. They're spending a lot of money on marketing and it's not been true effective yet. So we'll see if the, if the actual sales go up anytime soon. But let's just say if I were to look at the Magic 8-Ball and shake it up a bit, I can't help but think the, we'd probably still say the Alec is not good. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Nissan recalling the Leaf. I mean, we just couldn't see that coming, pun intended, because their rear cameras don't work, apparently. Now, it looks like the Nissan Leaf, which some people might compare to a golf cart. The build grade is about the same. It, it is the butt of a lot of jokes. It was, to its credit, one of the first large-produced EV vehicles that wasn't $150,000 or whatever Tesla costs these days. It was the most aggressive price point, I think, for quite some time when it comes to entry-level vehicle. So they were an early you know, innovator in that regard. Granted, it was mostly a joke because of short range, which, again, you can't have it all. It had shorter range because the badge is smaller, not as efficient. It's to, it was built to a price point. Man, but they move, did move some units. Now, specifically, it looks like they're recalling 57,914 of the Nissan Leafs that are manufactured between 2018 and 2022. They know that the damages to the camera harness that can cause distortion or loss of the rear view camera display image. If a rear view image does not properly display, it can reduce. Who wrote this? Did AI write this? This is a quote. If the rear view camera does not properly display, it can reduce a driver's rear view and increase the risk of a crash, unquote. Well, that's from the NHTSA reports. Government entity makes a little bit more sense. If the, ca if the camera goes away, you can't see the camera. That, yes, that, that is correct, government. That, that is very correct. Now, granted, I'm not a fan of government mandates considering it hurts people who are lower income the most. There's a mandate, I believe, when did Obama pass? I think it's 20, was it 2010 or 2012? But the reason every vehicle in the United States now has a rear camera is because the government forced it, which hurt the people with the lowest price point or the lowest purchasing power because now the lower entry level vehicles are also more expensive because of that. Now, I understand, a wise man once said, by the name of Tao Sewell actually said, there's no such thing as solutions, only trade-offs. And yes, that is true. And I would also argue you're taking away the ability for certain consumers to make the purchase because you're increasing the price regardless of their input. But nevertheless, that topic for another time, it looks like, let's see here. Oh, they actually note the federal funding or the federal mandate. It's called the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard number 111, which is pretty uninspiring, but I guess it is a name. 
and it looks like Nissan is working through solutions to resolve the issue. They note that notification letters will be mailed out March 20th, or again, just tune to this podcast or share it with your friends since can't help but notice every time we talk about a vehicle recall, they are a big part of the business blunders, but more often than not, we're usually a month before they actually are physically mailed out. Now, they also note that owners may contact Nissan customer service at 1-800-867-7669. Again, if you want to actually call Nissan, you can go 1-800-867-7669. Again, they note that the recalled vehicles are the 2018 to 2022 Nissan Leaf. And again, I can't imagine during damage to the camera harness, which again, I'm not sure who's in the testing or quality assurance department, but yeah, having an issue where, again, this is also a government mandated quote unquote safety device. So again, the silver lining is you can still drive your vehicle. It's not pertaining to the drivetrain or the transmission. Well, in this case, just electric motors and battery since it's an EV, but it still is an issue where, again, they can't stop, they can't fix this with an over the wire or, you know, Good old software update so you do have to drive to the dealership which is again for the consumers are paying the rear even though technically it's free in this case you're paying with your time as well as your with your electric bill because you have to charge up the ev so still an inconvenience damages the brand which is already nissan does make some great vehicles i if i had all the money in the world i would probably one of my vehicles in the garage would probably be the nissan 400z it has a stick shift it's got good old you know i believe it's a twin turbo v6 it's a great little car but in terms of Japanese engineering, the reliability reports, they're not the top. And the perception of the brand has decreased so much over the past 10 years. It's just to have more and more of these recalls chiseling away at the little remnants that they do have for the reliability. I got to say that is certainly the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, again, for taking the time to tune in. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, sharing it with your friends, give me a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback and let me know how I can improve the show. Also, lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.